We are geek-centric, and you can be too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this superhero-themed episode of the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Kevin, and in today's episode, we look at how the story of the Reddit superheroes might be shifting from taking over the stock market to taking over the entertainment world. We'll talk about a potential new look for the Joker and what will be the longest superhero movie ever... We talk about the possibility of spending even more time getting to know the people, places, and super cool things of Wakanda. And then, I pit my two geek-centric brethren against each other in some superhero-sized trivia. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, we have... The caped crusader of superhero hijinks, J-Law. And we have the nerd with a very polite mouth, Nate. Uh, I can be not polite, you you doo-doo head. Yeah, see, there okay. we go. Yeah, Right on yeah. brand, I love it. Gentlemen, thank <laughs> you so much for joining me this evening. Uh, before yeah. we get into our news for the show, uh, I think it's uh, it's been a while since we've done one of these, so I thought I'd ask what you've been up to, what you've been watching, uh, you know, as we're about a month into 2021 here. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's interesting because I feel like I've I've not gotten a chance to watch too much. I've been playing a lot of video games uh, lately, uh, definitely on stream, twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames, check it out. Um, but um, but no one, for, the, for some of the things I have caught, uh, I'm going to, I'm listen... We did an episode last season where I told I talked about all the movies and things that I'm embarrassed that I hadn't seen, or I guess we collectively did, but I had the worst list. And uh, on one of those was a little movie, um, kind of an indie film. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, uh, starring Harrison Ford uh, and Karen Allen uh, and Paul Freeman uh, and John Rhys Davies, called Indiana Jones, uh, specifically Indiana Jones. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Have you guys heard of this movie? Uh, yeah, I think I think I've heard it mentioned once or twice. <laughs> it was great, honestly. I am blown away by how just how well like it held up. It was so entertaining. I was so surprised Gimli was in it. I was shocked that Doctor Octavius was in it at the beginning. Um, it was. Uh, it was. Are you really that shocked, though? Are you really that shocked? I, I like was a. Shocked. A, you have Steven Spielberg and George yeah. Lucas coming together. It's in the time of, of in and around Star Wars mania True. for George True. Lucas. And you got these two guys coming. It, like, it, it, it just reeks of, of a great adventure story. And plus you have Kevin and myself both smacking you on the ass to make you watch it. So it's like, you know, <laughs> get to it, boy. I mean, I guess well, I can sort of I see where you're it. coming from in that, you yeah. know, that movie turns 40 years old. Uh, this year and so the fact that it still holds up so well is definitely a testament to what they were yeah. able to accomplish i must say though like it it um it's a lot more violent than i anticipated it's it's like dude the the melting face melting scene like spoilers for raiders of the lost ark everyone but the when the nazis get their faces melted off <laughs> and like there's a lot of blood and i was just like were kids allowed to watch this in the day my favorite thing that I've seen, I saw it recently, and it's a candle. Um, yeah. And it's of that character. Oh, no. And as he melts, <laughs> he very much resembles that. That's, that's awesome. That's pretty awesome, yeah. Dude, I was really surprised by that that Nazi monkey as well. They got a monkey to, to zig out. Like, that was like, <laughs> wow. Like, okay, they went there. But um, no, dude, super fun. Now, does this uh, mean you're going to really go watch the... Uh, I have to. Yeah. For sure, I gotta watch the second one and the third one. Is there? A can you guys tell me which one do you think is the best of the, of the three? There's four. There's four. There, there's four. But a lot of people uh, refuse we to consider the, uh, the yeah. Crystal Skull in in the uh, the trilogy that is. Uh, my my favorite is 100 uh, percent Last Crusade, but uh, I think generally Raiders is considered the best of the bunch. Wow. Okay, but, cool. But well, you're going to enjoy all three, as long as you're not too squeamish with bugs for number two, because I can't Ooh. watch 
Temple of Doom. I can't watch it. It's just... bugs. I hate bugs. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. He hates snakes. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, definitely gonna check those out. Um, you know, just to see what they're all about. Uh, but then I also have been watching a show that I think just came to Netflix in January because I. I've never heard of it before January, and now everyone I know is telling me, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, I'm sitting at lunch watching it on my iPad, and everyone's like, oh, I love that show. It's so good. But anytime I ask them, they're like, oh, I just discovered it. Like, I'm on season one, season two. I'm on season four because I've been binging it, but I've really been enjoying Superstore. Um, this is an NBC comedy show uh, that was released in, like, 2015, I want to say. Um, and they're on, they've got six seasons overall. Only five of them are on Netflix, I think. Um, but, um, but it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. It's, it's, um, you know, I work retail, uh, and so it's kind of retail therapy for me because it just, it just shows a bunch of people working at like, it's called cloud nine, but it's kind of like a Walmart and they're, they're just dealing with, with just the worst, worst customers. And so I come home after a long day of work and it's kind of therapeutic for me um, to see these characters. And I will say the characters uh, grow on you. Like after the first season, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. And by the fourth season, I'm like, oh, that's such a Garrett thing to do. Or that's, oh, that's such a Glenn thing to do. Um, it's really charming and the characters are really strong. Uh, you got to check it out. Check out Superstore. It's a lot of fun. Funny you mention that because um, I've recently started watching Parks and Rec again because it recently came to Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was previously on uh, Prime, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, ever since I started watching uh, that over again, Superstore has been popping up on my, you should check this out list. And yes. so <laughs> maybe I will uh, jump. I do. Uh, I like uh, Ben Feldman a lot. Uh, yes. I know him most uh, as uh, Ron Laflamme from uh, Silicon Valley. They're lawyers, so <laughs> yes. So yeah, he, and, he and he's 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 a little more charming, I think, in this uh, in this series because he is he's kind of the, one of the main characters along with uh, America Ferrera, uh, who plays Amy. Um, you'll know her from Ugly Betty. Mostly, that's what she's mostly known for. Um, but it's just. Oh, there's the entire ensemble is is fantastic. Nice, yeah. Those those are always fun to get sink your teeth into, where there's five or six characters that you sort of like for their individual personalities and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and just really quickly, because I, as you mentioned, Nate, I there there hasn't been a whole lot to really uh, to really uh, invest in right now. Uh, I have started season two of Snowpiercer. Ooh, I keep seeing that come up, and I'm thinking, should I go back to? To watch, I, I dropped off about halfway through. I jumped out of the back of the train and froze to death. Like, so you, you didn't even something... finish the first season, yeah? No, so. <laughs> is that something I should I should get into? I remember last time you were saying you, you you weren't enjoying it, and then you sort of came around to it. I think you're mixing us both up. I, I think. Oh, uh, the, did you yeah. watch it too, Justin? Yeah, I've watched it, but like, remember, I I hated it. I thought it was oh, awful. Right, I would right, say right. don't don't bother, which is why I haven't even thought to to start season two. I probably will because I I invested into season one, but I'll wait for all the episodes to come out so I can just watch mm. them. And I don't know, but I know that Kevin, like when we had spoken last, when at the finale, you you were uh, singing its praises for for doing a good job with with what it uh, what it set out to do with with the story. Yeah, no, I think I think it's taken uh, you know a, a drastic turn from from the the movie and the story that was being told there. But you know, there's there's a a, a pretty notable cast addition to this season, none other than Scene Bean or Sean Bond, whatever you want to call him. But it can't be oh, both. Oh, nice. Can't be both. But anytime you know, anytime I get Sean Bean, I'm in. You know, at least that's the, cool. So the, he's in there for one episode, right? And then. Uh well gets uh, killed no no I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, I'm not but quite he is sure he that's is gonna go yeah. I I think they've already they've already discussed this but in the first season you hear the voice of of Mr Woodrow right is it Mr Woodrow Widmore right? I think maybe Widmore yes yeah. my apologies uh, see that's how much I could care less about this anyways <laughs> uh, but it was it was Sean Bean's voice that did it and that was immediately called out and obviously. Uh, they hinted at his arrival at the end of the of the of the season. Spoiler alert! Yeah, well, yeah, interestingly enough, he was on the IMDb cast listing um, yeah. from the very beginning of it the show, secret, but we yeah. don't see yeah. him until season two. So I thought that was yeah. a weird thing yeah. to sort of give away like that. But uh, uh, but just what have you been? Uh, what you been up to? 
Oh, well, I have just been enjoying some oldies, but some goodies, uh, you know, from our last episode, uh, where things that hopefully don't suck. Uh, I didn't mention Fast 9, but uh, I am excited for the Fast and Furious edition. So I oh, went wow. back and watched them all. Oh, um, wow. I, and man, like I'm, I'm, I just I finished number six, which is where it really like it goes, it goes the limits. It goes it's insane. no longer like, like number five. I think is is the peak. It was like all of the 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 different storylines come together into one, and then six, and I now know seven and eight because I've already seen them are just spy epic car like it's just it's right it's like at what point world, in time right? at what point in time do they become superhero movies like at what where's the breaking point? I, I, probably six i think yeah, after okay. six and going into seven <laughs> and and so on and so forth they they start yeah. to break into this like super spy superhero yeah. like just nuts right like some of the scenes in six <laughs> like it was cool when dom flies across a bridge and catches letty and lands on a car like that was that was cool but it's like oh god come on you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know i consider those guilty pleasures and you know this this next movie is is either it's it'll be interesting to see what they do so i've just been watching that and you know that's that's all i've actually done over the last week i gotta say though like to see how serious vin diesel has taken this character <laughs> to the point of like when some of his lines that he delivers are like just laughable like i haven't yeah. got, gotten to that scene yet but there's a scene in seven when he goes to tokyo the guy's like so what are you gonna do when you find the guy that killed han and he's just like word hasn't even been invented yet and he just looks <laughs> dead straight in the camera we're like he's serious and i'm like how oh, do you not no. laugh when you say oh, that no. bro i i remember in theater sitting there when he said that and being the only person out loud laughing and oh, i was no. like i don't think i was supposed to laugh at that but that was pretty funny so i'm enjoying those movies right now that's that's my watch yeah clearly uh you know a month into 2021 we've got uh, it's been pretty slow uh yes. in terms of releases so far but uh why don't we shift to the news because I think that might uh, change as we move forward here. It's all about the details. All right, so as I mentioned, we are now officially uh, one month into 2021, and whereas 2020 was kind of the year of delays and postponements when it came to all things movie and entertainment, that seemed um, especially true of superhero movies, as last year was our first year since 2010 without a single entry into either the MCU or the DCU. Uh, but I mean, with five Marvel shows coming to Disney Plus this year, uh, and almost a half dozen others announced for the coming years, uh, we just got news of yet another entry that will be gracing our TVs or streaming devices sooner than later. Uh, of course, I'm referring to the recently announced Wakanda show that is part of a five-year TV deal with uh, Proximity Media, that's the uh, entertainment company run by Black Panther 1 and 2 director Ryan Coogler. Uh, we don't know much about the show yet, but we can obviously make some guesses about what the show will focus on. Uh, guys, again, we don't know much, but do we think it's, it's going to feature characters we've already become familiar with, such as uh, Shari or Mbaka, or is it going to introduce us to new Wakandans uh, to the MCU? I, I think I think that's the intent of of what it is because you're right. There's not much information that's really been divulged about what the show is, but they, what they've made it seem like it's it's about Wakanda. It's really to tell the story of of Wakanda and Wakanda culture. I, I imagine part of the reason why we didn't see it at Investors Day's announcement was just because they were probably working out a five year deal. Like that's pretty crazy. Like unless that's like a show a year with the way these productions are. You know, WandaVision is roughly 25 million an episode. It's 225 million for nine episodes, roughly. Wow. Uh, so, like, that's that's a that's a crap ton of money for TV. So, if they're going to be producing them at that scale. That's a that's a lot of production that needs to go into it. So, unless they're using the volume, of course, um, it'll be interesting to see how they how they how it turns out. But yeah, I think it's going to focus on Wakanda and the people of it, and and introducing us to new characters while cameoing other characters. Yeah, like, are we going to see a Koye or, um, to your point, Mbako or, or Shuri? I, like, I, I would love a Dora Milaje uh, show, I think would be really, really cool, like, just to see, or even if they wanted to just focus on different sections of Wakanda, uh, it, even if it wasn't, like, a, a, a story through point, but, like, just showing, like, almost, almost maybe even, like, a... A, a documentary series like of Wakanda of like just learning about the culture and different things like that. I think would be really, really cool. Um, That'd be an interesting as if take. it was 
right? As if it was something that we were watching like in universe, right? Because I, I just with WandaVision going the route of of doing something insanely different, I just I think it would be really cool to see that here. Um, I also wonder though if they do if they do go straight up just storyline. Um, you know, we talked about in our in our watch club, we had some theories around uh, Kevin. You brought up the Fantastic Four being introduced technically through that series. I'm wondering if this is where we get Doctor Doom or, you know, um, or Namor or Black Bolt, right? Like just some of these some of these really key yeah, villains. Yeah, those are I, I feel like I yeah, maybe. But I, I feel like this is this is to give that culture piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it sounds like the big push is it is about moving the the idea of the culture forward. It, it did it did its job in the first movie. It established a movement in, in itself yeah. with, with how, yeah. how well that was received um culturally and it's in its representation and while also being fantastical, still have holding semblance and connection to an actual existing African culture. So it, it's it's to be celebrated, which is why, like, you know, we were saying, you know, Shang-Chi has the potential of doing something like that with East Asian culture uh, on, a, on another scale, on a, on a different direction, right? So I think that that's, that's, their, that's, their, that's their play. And I think that's why Ryan Coogler is so personally invested into it is, is because it means that he can tell stories that still feel similar to his own culture while also fantastical and, and, and you know, magical. I mean, to that point, I guess if we think about it, it's what it's February second that we're recording this. Uh, Black History Month has begun, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. it, I think it actually makes a lot of sense that Disney did hold yeah, off. Yeah, I didn't from even think of that. You're day, absolutely right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm looking at the the article here, and I'm just seeing a comic book uh, with Shuri just holding the Black Panther mask, and um, you know, I I, I just it, part of me is just a little conflicted because do I want do do we want to see that how that pans out in the movie? Or, you know, because one of the things I'm loving about these Marvel shows is we're getting deep dives into these characters and sure. we're getting a lot more of, of you know, time given with these characters, especially if it's like an origin story. So for sure, you like, yeah, we know where she's coming from, but for that transition for her, if they do go that route, um, I'm kind of torn. Do I want it in a movie? Do I want it in the show? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I feel like something like that would do justice with the character justice in a show, but mm-hmm. in a movie, obviously it would be very compressed and very stinted to kind of, you know, filter in, uh, you know, what, what needs to be done. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see because to your point with WandaVision and the success that they're having with it. But again, let's, you know, we're, we're four, we're four episodes in on the very first Marvel <laughs> and you're like, it's like, yeah. let's go. I'm like, put a <laughs> ring on it. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm impressed. No, I'm I know. Done. And I'm excited Best too because I'm definitely excited. Done. Yeah, yeah, already. <laughs> are we not worried a little bit about overkill? I mean, first, first, uh, you know, when you look at when you look at the lineup of shows that are going to be coming out after 2021, you got, you know, shows like She-Hulk, Moon Knight, things right. that don't already have a movie or several movies um, attached to telling that specific story with a second Black Panther movie and a show, is that going to be too much of one thing or, you know? Well, I'm wondering because, you know, let's address the elephant in the room, if you will. But, you know, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. is no longer with us and he yeah. is no longer going to play Black Panther. They have addressed the fact that they will not be replacing him in that role. He will, they will, he will always be their king uh, and T'Challa will always be. Now, what are they going to do moving forward? Is it going to be a Shuri? Are they going to bring back Michael B. Jordan? Do you know what I mean? To 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 kind of be this, you know, the killmonger and, and ch- change his ways. Like, I don't know how they'll do that mm, if they, if they think, but there's a lot of rumors about him coming back and wanting to come back to, to help tell that story because of his deep connection and, and relationship with Ryan Coogler. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of open opportunities with just Black Panther too. Let's get through that. You know what I mean? Like let's let's get through that first, and then let's let's see what what's going to happen. But I think whatever was meant for Black Panther two was to open the door more from a cultural p- perspective because of the success of of the first film. You've you've definitely uh, swayed me away from uh, the overkill idea uh, for now at least. <laughs> uh, but what isn't overkill is a four hour Snyder cut of Justice League that we are, are getting sure? in. Just about a month and a half now. Uh, yeah, we're moving from one cinematic universe to another with this story. Uh, this comes from Austin Goslin at Polygon.com. What a uh, name. A tweet today from Zack Snyder seems to indicate that not only will Jared Leto's Joker be back in the anticipated redo of the much maligned Justice League movie, 
uh, but he'll also be sporting a new look. Uh, well, for Jared Leto, at least, uh, in the tweet, we see a gloved hand holding a Joker card. Uh, and then, again, it's blurry, but you can almost tell that the makeup and long hair looks far less like the gangster kitty cat lover that we saw in uh, in Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, um, so what do great, we think of this one. potential new look? Does this get you guys uh, any more excited? I'm excited to see it. Like, I'm just excited to see his new scene. I, I think that that was the one thing about Suicide Squad, other than its horrendous, horrendous storyline and how it was executed, is that they sold it as a, as as being very Joker-centric and, and the, the, the publicity and the marketing and, and even the behind the scenes of how Jared Leto was taking it. And they didn't really leverage that character at all yeah, in that movie. Isn't that a good thing? So, <laughs> but my thing is, is that like, uh, so being that we're in Toronto, uh, I have some friends that actually worked as like uh, PAs and, and writers. Um, and they said that there was so much that was shot that just never found its way into that movie. Like scenes with the Joker that were so much more fleshed out. They switched directions, right? So it's like, it's very clear that there should be a David Ayer cut version of Suicide Squad, you know, where it could, it could be what, you know, Zack Snyder is hoping his Justice League will be. You know, a better telling of the story that he wanted. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it. It looks good, though. I like that he has long hair. Looks like yeah, the makeup's a little different. Little I was gangster. Say, it's it, but it, it almost looks very, um, you know, Dark Knight Joker, right? Like Dark Knight, but Heath see, Ledger. Dark Knight, and then also uh, Joaquin Phoenix's if, version. Yeah, if you didn't tell me that mix. that was Jared Leto in the blurry picture, I would have assumed it was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's little... what they're doing. They're pulling that in, though. They're pulling a little bit of that influence in and mixing it in because they right. already did their gang, their gang version. It was like a young thug, criminal Joker, and it didn't go over well. It was a little yeah. too much, I think. So I think returning to a little bit of that form because you can still give him that crazy face that he had. I don't mind the right. tattoos on the face. I'm just a little worried about what happens when they unblur it and then also press play. Um, were these were these <laughs> were these scenes shot? Uh, Previously, or were these no, added they're new to scenes. the film? They're new scenes. Yeah, they're so added. New that's scenes. what. That's okay. why I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So apparently, well, he spent a lot of time in post production, basically redoing a lot of the CGI effects for big battle scenes and whatnot. Uh, wow. They've added uh, what Martian Manhunter. Uh, he's added Joker to the movie with re with reshoots, and so he's obviously put a lot of work into trying to, you know, restore his vision for what this movie and, was and, meant and I'm, to be. I'm, Interesting. And I'm glad that Warner and HBO Max and, and, and whatnot, you know, the, the Warner Media Group has decided to do that. I think, though, that they should do the same thing for Suicide Squad. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it's, it would be really interesting from everything that I've heard about just little scenes and, and moments and things that were shot. Like, his whole behind-the-scenes backstory, you know what I mean, of him in, in Arkham, right? And and the, the him and Harley Quinn. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that that's been shot. So it's like I would love to see it. Isn't the Suicide Squad movie James Gunn Suicide Squad movie? Isn't that what that is? Like, I that's going to replace. That is, that's them coming. It's going to replace. Going, it. we're it's going to replace this. it. We're yeah, they're redoing but, it from the ground up. But that's what I mean. They're yeah, they're going to redo it from the ground up. But that's you know they're going to do that with Justice League. Like these versions of these heroes, we might not see again. That's you fine. Know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm really down on it. That being said, I've never seen it, so I shouldn't judge. But I've just heard so much negativity uh, towards the original. Should cut we of review film, it? So. Should we review what, it, or should would we it review be, the original one before the new? No, Maybe, no. We'll just one. review the new one. That's yeah, fine I, with I me. Like that yeah. Idea. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely we will. Uh, but just okay. really quickly on this story, a tweet shortly after Snyder's shout out to the Clown Prince of Crime comes from uh, Beyond the Trailer's Grace Randolph, who suggested we might get another preview of the upcoming mega blockbuster sometime around <laughs> Valentine's Day. So about a month out from when uh, it's going to be released on HBO Max. Just release it. It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was like, really underwhelmed with the original preview that we got of, of it, right? I couldn't really tell what was different and what had changed, and it still had just such a dour bland look i don't know if this will be this will help get me a little bit more excited or if it's only going to cement that i'm not looking forward to this well it, if, according to grace randolph's tweet like she's saying for all of you saying this is joaquin's version trust me this is very original um so you know i i think 
I think they're just they're pulling out all the stops here. Like they're just like, how do we get people on HBO Max? How do we get people invested in this? And how do we get them excited for a four hour version of a movie that no one liked? I just don't know. Like the, the reason why they're doing this is because of a fan outcry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so like they know there's gonna be asses that are gonna sit and watch this four hour yeah. movie. Right. I mean, we so will. <laughs> and we'll have to pay 30 bucks for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's going to be available. So I posted on our Twitter, oh, uh, really? Geekcentric YT. It's going to be available on Crave on March 18th. Oh, oh wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. So we won't have to pay for it. So I'll, for Wonder I'll, Woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think they're just trying to work out an agreement, though, with, with certain films with on behalf. But who knows awesome. if, okay, if, if it is. So, uh, yeah. So here in Canada, we'll, we'll have the opportunity to actually stream it. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they really need like again. It, why why show it? Just just show us the movie because honestly, the only way we're really gonna be reminded of what's new and what's different is after we watch it, right? Like after we re- watch it again for four hours, it's gonna be the something makes me up. feel like I'm gonna come out of it and be like, yeah, I cried like four times. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of crying, there was a lot of oh, no. crying going on uh, on Wall Street uh, oh, over yeah, the last there is. couple weeks. Uh, unless you've been living under a rock, you've certainly heard about all of the stock manipulation going on these days, with Reddit subgroups inspiring huge underground movements from regular Joes to outdo stock market bigwigs at their own game. Uh, it felt inevitable that a movie about the unprecedented events would eventually come forward to tell this incredible story, but it appears this will happen much sooner than anyone could have expected, uh, and from more than just one source. It looks like we'll be getting two movies and a limited series. Uh, Matt Matt TM Kim from IGN.com reports, as if two different GameStop stock stock movies weren't enough, (laughs) Deadline is reporting a limited series TV series is also in the works from industry newcomer Pinky Promise. Tentatively titled To the Moon, the limited series is being fast-tracked through the development and will cover the uh, Reddit Wall Street Bets drama. This is the third project on the Wall Street News to go into development, with the two others being films. The first is a film from MGM based on a book uh, proposal by the author of The Social Network's Inspiration. And then the other movie will be from Netflix, starring Noah Centineo? Centineo, yeah. Centineo, and then written by the writer of The Hurt Locker. Uh, So are we surprised by the speed at which these titles are being brought to fruition? I'm not. Uh, I mean, yeah. you've, you've got like there's already COVID-19 movies, you guys. Like, I'm pretty sure there's you know, there's there's I think Michael Bay just put out one like about about coronavirus. So it's like it, Hollywood doesn't surprise me anymore. What what does surprise me, though, is just how much of it there is. Like, I, I would expect a movie, two movies, but a series like I don't know how far you can stretch this. I, I, I think a series you could probably stretch it pretty far if you really get into like the behind the scenes, the, 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 the reasoning to why it created, you know, this, this sort of social uproar and then the after effects of it. Right. So yeah, like, but, but you know, the, about- the bulk of it happening in the middle of the series, right? Like the actual yeah. event happening in the middle. And you know what I mean? But you this just is an event that's only pre- like pre- lasted, what, two weeks? Like who knows where it's going to go Not from even. here. That's that but- was my biggest thing is that it doesn't feel like it's over by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> you know, like I'm getting a lot of like, you know, the big short sort of vibes in that they want to yes. tell this phenomenon that happened but i don't think we've seen the the culmination of it yet and so yeah yeah i i agree with you i think it's it's still ever developing and they might be they might be getting ahead of themselves right because then they'll be like oh, okay well now this is happening like we should delay and see how this all turns out um but yeah you're right kevin it, it has the big short meets like the show social network right like it, that's like this that would that's when i heard the idea of a movie and a series. I was like, boom, that's brilliance. You know, in typical Hollywood fashion, you know, take the news, turn it into, you know, a provocative film and, you know, you'll you'll get people interested in it. So oh, it, it's sure. very so fitting maybe, that maybe they've the picked this up. Strike while the iron's hot and, and while exactly. it's, it's relevant. Uh, obviously, yeah. we're very uh, fresh and new into the, the idea of these two movies and series coming out, but is there any one uh, that you would be more excited uh, about based on what little information we have. So again, just to recap, there's uh, a limited series um, being fast-tracked, as well as an MGM movie based on a book by uh, proposal by the author who did The Social Network's Inspiration, 
And then obviously there's a Netflix movie by the writer of The Hurt Locker. So of, of the three titles, is there any that you think might be the best or that you're looking forward to the most, Nate? Yeah, I would go with the MGM one. Um, I think I think you've got the budget there to make something. Um, I think, I mean, ne- don't get me wrong. Netflix has got a lot of money. Um, but I just feel like Netflix, There's with Netflix movies, it's either a huge hit or a, a, a massive miss. There's not really an in-between. Um, whereas with MGM, I, I, you know, they're a bit more of a trusted studio. Um, and, and given that, you know, anything that mentions the social network in ties to this, I'm going to lean that way. Sure. I feel like, oh, that one's like so random because it, like it's a book. Well, it's a book proposal. So it's not even a book because... You know, oh, it's the a book, book proposal. Yeah, the book hasn't even been I written, see. right? It was just a proposal for a book that's being so. Someone's already tracked. bought the rights to the guy who who was who already made money off of social network. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So you know, like this that that to me sounds like a a big gamble, right? Like in that one because there's just there's nothing, right? Whereas at least with the Netflix, uh, you know, and he's he's written for screen. I think that's going to be, you know a lot more advantageous for, for them. Like, you know, Hurt Locker was a great film. Um, the series, though, really does interest me, I think, though, of, of, of all of them. The series. So you're, you're saying we should invest in Netflix? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, see, no, Netflix is doing a movie. The series, <laughs> uh, the series. it doesn't say where the series will be uh, airing, just that it's coming from industry newcomer uh, studio Pinky Promise. So, What if it's oh. HBO? What if it's HBO? You'll be all over right? it. Oh, if it's you'll HBO. You'll be singing its praises. You'll be like, MGM, <laughs> they ain't going to be yeah. making a good movie. HBO, they, they know what they're doing. All I know is we've got a movie combat coming to you in the next two years about this. So sure, but, be great. but unless it's something like the two Steve Jobs movies that came out in the same year, you know, the, the Ashton Kutcher versus Michael Fassbender. I wouldn't want to be on the Ashton Kutcher side. Yeah, of nobody's that fighting thing. for the Ashton Kutcher you know, one, not so even me. I can see and this being very theater. much a similar situation yeah. in that one's going to be decent, one's not going to be good, and then there'll also be a series. So either way, <laughs> you're going to get lots of uh, uh, media content about uh, what was a pretty wild set of events for uh, a week Jeez. and a half there. But I think that wraps it up for the news, and I am so excited to pit you two against each other. So why don't we jump to the topic of the show? All right, so with four episodes of WandaVision in the books, we have officially entered into Marvel's Phase 4. And I thought that given the very... Easter eggy, sometimes almost random nature of the show, uh, which has definitely been an overwhelming hit so far. Uh, I'd like to test how much you might have been paying attention to some of the smaller random details from the movies of the first three phases. Oh my gosh. So for today's game, <laughs> this is huge. I've got a question for each of the previous 23 entries into the MCU. Um, before the show, I asked you each to select a buzzer sound that you'll use to ring in when you think you've got the answer. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and hear those now? Nate, let's hear your buzzer sound. And then Justin, let's hear yours. Okay. So similar, but different enough. So that lower tone, (laughs) if we hear that first, that's going to be, uh, Nate going with the answer first. The higher pitched one will do Justin. Uh, and guys, if you want to play along with us uh, at home, keep track of your scores and be sure to let us know how you did. So why don't we go through each question, and then if there's a tie at the end, I've got some tiebreakers lined up uh, to declare an official winner. So we've got 23 questions here. Each question, correctly answered, will be worth 10 points. Gentlemen, do we think we understand what's going on? I think so. Kevin, are you keeping track of the score? I will be keeping track of the score. Don't you worry. I'll give us uh, updates at the end of each phase. Beautiful. Okay. It's on. All righty. Let's get this game On the go here, phase one. Question number one. What is the name of the missile that Tony Stark demonstrates at the start of Iron Man? Jericho. Dang it! That is correct for J-Law. I thought of it before (laughs) you answered it. Because there's that great moment, right? Where he's like, I present you, Jericho. Jericho. Oh, so good. All right, good start here. Oh, good. I was good. I, 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 I'm happy we got a correct answer on the first one. All righty. Question number two. What country is Bruce Banner hiding in in Incredible Hulk? Brazil. Oh, that's correct for Nate there. All right. Yeah. 
Yes. That's the I was going to say Norton. Peru. Peru. <laughs> nice. It, was, you it was somewhere in South America, right? <laughs> but the continent would not have gotten you close enough. There we go. All righty. Moving on to our next question. What name does Natasha Romanoff use as her alias in Iron Man 2? J-Law. Natalie. Natalie. Now, I've got a first and last name here. I'll give you a second here to see if you can get the... Got to get a countdown going. Mm, I can't get the last name. No? Nate, you want to... Natalie Portman. Incorrect. Incorrect. Just one last <laughs> ch- chance at that last name. No idea? No. I no, got no okay. idea. It was Natalie Rushman. Oh, I knew it was with an she's R. Russian. She's Russian. Russian. That makes so much sense now. Close. Natalie Rushman. All righty. Uh. Question number four. Thor features a cameo by which original Avenger? Um, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man. Incorrect. <laughs> Hawkeye? Is that your final answer? <laughs> is it Hawkeye? Is it's it Hawkeye? Hawkeye. Yeah! Uh, wait, when when does that happen again? So that's when when they've got the 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 system or the the little structure built around Thor's hammer that's out in the desert and Hawkeye's there shooting people with arrows trying to get in there. Oh. It's in it's a scene that takes place at night. Uh, all right, we're almost finished phase 1 here. Wow. Question 5. How many times did Steve Rogers try to join the army? before Dr. Abraham Erksine recruited him. Justin. 12 times. Incorrect. Nate. 10 times. Incorrect. A little high there, boys. It was five times. Oh. It was five times. Do we get who's closest? Nope. <laughs> I'm only accepting spot-on correct answers wow. here. Wow, okay. Kids. All right, all right. Uh, all right, our final question here for phase one. Which of the Infinity Stones does the Tesseract contain? Nate. The... The... Oh, come on! The Mind Stone. Incorrect. No. J-Law for the steel. It's the Space Stone. Correct. It is the space uh, stone. Oh, I thought that one was super easy. It wasn't that easy. Okay. No, because okay. I thought Loki uses the scepter to control people, doesn't he? Yes. With the mind? Yes, you're correct. Yeah, but it's the very confusing. That's why that one was not my fault the okay. movies don't make sense, Kevin. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Alrighty, so we finished phase one. Uh, the score is J Law three, Nate one. So it's still oh, anybody's game with lots of questions to go. <sighs> Gents, are we ready to jump into phase two? Some of these get obscure. Let's go. Let's go. All righty. Phase two, question number seven. What is the name of Rhodey's rebranded War Machine armor in Iron Man 3? Iron Patriot. Correct. Boom. Let's go. I don't know why I remember that. (laughs) All righty. Moving right along. Question eight. Which Avenger did Loki impersonate in Thor The Dark World? Ooh, that was close. I'm going to give that to Jayla, I think. Captain America. Correct, you are. What a good moment, too. Yeah. I love that scene. Him walking down the hallway. Very good. Question number nine. Which pair of future Avengers do we meet in the post-credit scene of Winter Soldier? Uh, We meet Wanda Maximoff and Pietro Maximoff. Correct, you are. Correct, you are. Beautiful. Question number 10, moving right along here. What is the name of the prison where the Guardians of the Galaxy meet? Oh, gosh. Uh, Is it nowhere? No, it is not. No. Dang it. Yeah, nowhere is where um, the Collectors is sort of Mm -hmm, hiding, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. Justin, any guesses? I I can't think of it. Nothing? It's the kiln. The kiln. The kiln. Isn't that where you make pottery? Uh, yes, it's I believe machine. you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's what they did. They ended up making, you know, a, a, a mosaic pottery of friendship, if you will. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> just a couple questions left here for phase two. Question eleven. What material does Ultron obtain from Ulysses Claw in Age of Ultron? Dang it. J Law with the buzzer first. Vibranium. 
correct you are. That one was <laughs> and a bit I was, easier. I was gonna say unobtainium. <laughs> I wish I wish you had a that would have been awesome. <laughs> you just confidently yeah. unobtainium. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> uh we are now at our final movie of phase two. This was actually supposed to be the first movie in phase three, but uh after some rearranging. Um, question 12. Where does Scott Lang find a job after he's, he is released from prison in Ant-Man? J-Law. Baskin Robbins. Correct you are. Wow. 31 delicious flavors Baskin of correct. Baskin Robbins. Oh, man. All righty. So after two phases, we've got J-Law in the lead with six. Nate falling a bit behind here with three. Oh, I thought I had four. <laughs> this is our biggest phase, so you'll got uh, plenty of chances, and uh, maybe this will be fresher in your mind, too. We'll see. Oh. But yeah, we're entering into phase three. Question 13. In Civil War, what is the name of the set of documents that regulates the activity of enhanced people? J-Law. The Sarkovia. Uh, um, the Sarkovia Initiative. No. Sarkovia. Nope. Oh, can I steal it? Nate with the steal. The Sokovia Accords. That is correct. Yes. Thank you, Darcy. Our last episode of Watch Club. Feel free to check it out. Uh, we had Darcy, Kevin's brother, on the show, and he was talking about the Sokovia Accords. There we so go. Perfect. Maybe that's why yes. I picked that question. Boom. All right. Question 14. In Doctor Strange, where does Dormammu reside? I think that was Nate first. In space. That is not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we are we are we calling her quits here on this yeah, one? Call it. It's yeah. the dark dimension. Oh, so lame. <laughs> That's my least favorite movie too. That piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. Oh no, I liked it. I liked it. Anything with Benedict Cumberbatch in it, okay? Except for the Hobbit. <laughs> um, okay. Question number fifteen: Who helped retrieve Yondu's Yaka Arrow controller when he was held captive in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Baby Groot. Jayla, correct. Uh, I believe the term is infant Groot, but whatever, we'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's tricky. That's tricky. I just had Groot, so how's that? Ah, uh, see? Still incorrect. Okay. Moving right along. Question number 16. In Spider-Man Homecoming, after helping an old lady, what does Peter say she bought him as a thank you? I gave you that time. Chiro. Oh, yes, correct, a churro. A churro? Oh, my gosh. That's That was a nice, small little detail. Well done on that one. Yes, I can't get the dark realm or whatever the, the dark dimension, was. but you got churro, baby. <laughs> yeah, where's he hanging I out? That churros. old ladies are just walking around with churros. <laughs> yeah, but you, know? you don't see it. Remember, he's on he's on the phone and he's telling oh. he's telling he's telling he's, he's recording a voicemail, I think, for Happy. That is right. the exact scene. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, All righty. Question 17, get your buzzers ready. Which famous actor portrayed Loki in the fictional stage play about his life in Thor Ragnarok? Nay, it just was barely. Matt Damon. Correct. Yes. Now, see, I, I was worried that, it was the other guy. I picked that one just because uh, apparently we're going to be seeing Matt Damon in uh, Thor uh, Love, Love and, and Thunder. Thunder. Oh, sick. But So who will he be playing? I wonder. I hope he's the same guy. Would I think he, he is playing the same guy. Crazy? Okay. I would yeah, hope so. Yeah. I'll have if you he, know, if Tyco cast him as someone else, I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I yeah. mean, I guess it, it certainly means that he got off of Asgard. We at least know that, right? If he's gonna <laughs> yeah. Be yeah, he was with them the whole time. <laughs> His character's been with them the whole time. It's so weird. All right. So this one's less about a detail from the movie itself and more a detail about the movie. How many Oscars did Black Panther win at the Academy Awards? That was I'm going with uh, four. Incorrect. Dang it. Was it six? Also incorrect. It was three. Uh, it uh, won for original score, costume design, and production design. Okay, we should go with closest two. Come on. Nope, I can't. I can't. That would have got you right back in there, though. You still have a chance, you know? Nate. You still have okay. a chance. Okay, all We've right. got uh, five questions left. Five right. questions left. In our point system, what are we at? Uh, we are at uh, Justin with eight, Nate with five. So it's anybody's game oh. still. Yeah, he's he's right. not far behind. Question I thought I was 19. smoking him, but no. What are Loki's last words before his death in Avengers Infinity War? 
I might have stumped them both here. Okay, we got a ring in. You'll never be a god. Correct! Ooh, ah. you'll never be a god. Correct. Yeah, that was pretty great. You will never be a god. <laughs> With that purple baby <laughs> face. Oh, yeah. Oh, my god. I was trying to think, like, like did he rat. say something when he fell on the ground, like, by Thor? No. Yeah, wow. was that was a tricky one, bro. That was a good was one. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you just see his lifeless eyes at that point. Uh, question 20. In Ant-Man and the Wasp, where does Scott hide Pym's Ant-Man suit during his house arrest? J-Law. On the trophy that uh, his daughter gave him, saying, oh, uh, in- best grandma. Oh my gosh. Best grandma? It was all that they had. I almost want to give you a bonus point for that one. Now with that, I think Justin has uh, pretty much sealed the deal, but let's finish up and see how close you can make it here, Nate. Sure thing. Question 21. Which script is Stanley reading in his Captain Marvel cameo? Is it... um, It's got Kevin Smith in it. It's... Uh, mall rats. Correct. Oh. Yes. Yeah, no, it wasn't quite time for the cat. I was going to smack him if he didn't get that right. Oh, <laughs> I've never last seen those movies. Too. I've never seen those movies. Question 22. What is the name of the Fortnite troll in Avengers Endgame? Oh, I think that was uh, J-Law first. Noob69? No. Oh. Is it... Is it uh, Noob Master 69? That's the one. Yes! That's the one. <laughs> Noob Master. Yeah. Alright, and this one this one Noob feels Master like a, a very anticlimactic final question here, number 23. In Spider-Man Far From Home, which Avenger does Peter say he studies in physics class? J-Law. Is it Captain America? No. Is it... The Hulk. No, it's Thor. <laughs> oh, it's that would make Thor. sense. Thor, yes. I know. I thought. Yeah. I thought that was a bit tricky because we do see Captain America in the uh, little educational videos that they watch. Yep. But no, it was yeah. Thor. So there we are. There we are, gentlemen. Well, there's our wow. quick look at the sort of tiny little details that are just scattered throughout uh, the MCU. Those are good. Those are good questions, man. Well, J- Justin, you get it. You get the gauntlet. <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, save these scores. It's currently ten to seven. And we'll see if uh, after phase four and 22 TV shows and 15 movies uh, that are going to come out in that phase, maybe Nate can uh, sort of claw his way back into it. Well, now I'm going to start paying a lot more attention and watch them 800 times like Justin does. So there we go. There we go. I just recently watched them too, like just before the holidays. So it's like, it's crazy that as much, because honestly, by watching it was sometimes just, you know working and having it on in the background, right? Right. So it's okay, dude. If you want to watch Thor the Dark World over and over and over and over again, no one's gonna judge you. It's fine. You do you. I have to admit, <laughs> like going through these, I was like, oh man, I really want to watch that movie again, but I don't want to watch them unless I watch them all. But mm-hmm. then you do run into a Iron Man three or a Thor two and it's like, oh do yeah. I really want to watch all of these movies? <laughs> right. But you know, I haven't seen a few of them since even their theatrical releases. So at some that was point. Fun. Well, I think I think what's interesting too, because I was talking to Nate about this, but uh, Disney Plus has this show called uh, Marvel Legends, and it's yes. literally like a YouTube trailer of just the hero. So for their two episode launch, they did Wanda and Vision, and it's like all their moments from the movies, and then at the end, it just shows you a list of the movies that they're in, whether they've cameoed in it or if they're obviously a predominant character in it, it's just interesting to, uh, to see how you could, you could start creating these, like, like you could watch all the Wanda movies and, and see how her character developed or watch all the vision movies to see, you know, they, they had Iron Man one when he's Jarvis. So he's like, not even, do you know what I mean? So you get that sort That'd of, cool. that yeah. full sort of yeah. story of him. No, so it'd be interesting to see as they do more of these, these Marvel legends, how they kind of create like uh, consolidated versions of, of, of runs that you could watch of these movies to kind of get the essence of a character if you had a favorite character or feel like you're, mm-hmm. you don't know enough about them i just love that after every episode of wandavision disney plus is just dying to get me to watch age of ultra every single it's time every time like come on they're please. like they're like the stream numbers are so low on it we really need <laughs> <laughs> 
of makes a lot of sense. It's basic. It's both of their introductions in a sense, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and and that's and I think that's why. But I, I'm wondering though, you know, WandaVision is going to save a movie like Age of Ultron and maybe make it a little bit more weighted. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Just because of the connectivity. So yeah, we talk about all the time how I feel like Clone Wars and Justin, you've watched Clone Wars now, and and I think yep. Rebels does both those series does so much for uh, the prequel series. Right. And yeah. in, in terms Absolutely. of what that can do for Star Wars. So I'm going um, to yeah. say it still doesn't make those good movies, but it certainly does no. give the characters a bit more weight. Yes. And, and yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it just makes me hate the movies even more watching those shows and seeing what the, the right? sort of characters they could have give, given us. And the stories that they could have gone with it, right? Like, it really does make you see the potential of why TV is so open for Disney to really expand their properties versus just siloing them into movies. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're going to this is this is their future. So exciting times to be a geek. It certainly is. I think this next year there's going to be lots and lots more Marvel news for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh but that does it for another episode. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That would just be super. Uh and be <laughs> sure to leave us a rating. Just a reminder, 5 stars is the lowest rating you can give us. We are Geekcentric, and you can be too, which means you can check us out at youtube.com slash geekcentric. Uh, I've actually started planning out the next episode of Kev at Home, which will be coming out in about four weeks' time, if that maybe gives the audience uh, any hints as to what it might be about, given the topic of of this show. Yeah, they'll get some sort of vision or something about... You know, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You can also follow us on Twitter at GeekcentricYT and follow us on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Don't forget, you can also catch Nate's live gaming stream at twitch.tv slash NatePlaysGames. Go say hi, hang out, watch him play some games. Uh, last week, he had a jump scare that uh, made me almost poop my pants. So, uh, <laughs> it was so scary. I laughed so hard at that right. clip. What? Somebody, what? Freeze, somebody freeze framed my face in that moment, and it was like the moment he crapped his pants. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Oh, uh, man. What's but next on the schedule, Nate? Honestly, we're going We're going to get some more uh, community streams, I'm thinking. Um, a new game just launched on PSN called Destruction All-Stars uh, that we're going to check out uh, and play some multiplayer with uh, with some of the, the kind of funny folks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, and between that and, of course, more Super Mario Sundays. Every Sunday, you want to watch some Super Mario 64. I can promise you I'm only a little bit better uh, than I was at this trivia game. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, uh, how many stars have you collected so far? I'm at 55. Out of? Oh, 120, I think. Oh, so you're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, guys, we'd love to know if you played along, how you scored on this. What are some of your thoughts on some of the shows and, and uh, you know, superhero news that we discussed? Uh, let us know. Justin, where can they do that? Uh, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Uh, but Justin, Nate, thank you for your heroic efforts on today's episode. And uh, folks, be sure to tune in to our fourth episode of Watch Club, which will be for episode five of WandaVision, which will be dropping this Monday. Yes. Uh, until then, as we always say, love ya. Stay home safe, guys. Peace. Peace.